Hi, everyone. This is part two of the CCG Chronicles, which are part of a series of interviews that I took while I was attending the Crypto Commons gathering in Austria. This interview that you're about to listen to is with Vangelis Papadimitropoulos, who is a political theorist, social scientist, and postdoc researcher holding a PhD in political philosophy. He's written extensively on the topic of the commons and is expecting next year to release a book titled Blockchain and the Commons, which will be published through Routledge. During the interview, we talk about some of the research that he presented during the conference, which was essentially a taxonomy of the different political camps in the cryptosphere, which will also be covered in his new book. This interview was also the very first interview that I did in person at the Crypto Commons gathering, so I was a little bit nervous while doing it, and I hope that doesn't show too much. But I also just wanted to remind you that this interview and all the ones that are going to be published from this conference are all part of a documentary that I'm filming, which is meant to cover some of the experiences and the concepts that we found while visiting a few different crypto conferences, the Crypto Commons gathering being just one of them. The past couple of weeks, I've been working really hard with starting some of the video editing and beginning to create the teaser for the documentary. So hopefully some of that will be coming out soon. As well, if you check out the episode description, you'll be able to find a link to the website with a little bit more information on what types of things we'll be covering during the documentary. And if you want to help out financially, we have a couple of crypto addresses that you can donate some cryptocurrency to in Ether, Near, Bitcoin, and a couple of others. So yeah, I think that's enough from me. I hope you enjoy the interview. Yeah, so we are here live when the Crypto Commons gathering 2021. And this is my very first live interview for my podcast, actually. So, um, yeah, I'm here today right now with uh, Vangelis Papadimitropoulos, which I think I said right. Um, and I know that you are, uh, you've done a lot of really interesting research. And earlier in the conference, um, you gave basically a really good overview of what are the different sort of political strains within the uh, crypto universe. Um, but maybe before we get into all that, maybe I can ask you if you can introduce yourself and um, sort of what your research interests are and um, like how you came to blockchain. Well, I have a PhD in uh, uh, political theory in philosophy. Um, I have worked as a teacher in uh, Greece and in the last uh, seven years I studied the commons and I have uh, studied also a lot about economics and about computer science to understand how the economy works and how technology progresses and how they integrate and they interrelate with each other. Politics, economics and uh, technology with, uh, in relation to the commons and to the collaborative economy as a whole, platform cooperatives, open cooperatives and the commons and the solidarity economy. So these are all like... Um... Yeah, I think it sounds like to me that these are all sort of like emergent areas a bit at the moment. So like very... Um, Nascent. Yeah, t- tend to be economies that are, um, I, I guess, similar to like, yeah, like what you said, the, the social economy sort of thing, like the collaborative or the cooperative economy. Um, but maybe, could you explain a little bit like how all these different areas intersect in, in your view? 
Especially with technology, I think. Uh... Well, uh, they are different spheres of society that they are interrelated. It was uh, always like that. And if uh, one is doing a social uh, research, it's good to, if needed, to take into account uh, different uh, spheres and uh, spectrums. Like technology, like uh, culture, like economics, like politics. And uh, to understand the commons, the current evolution of the commons was uh, necessary to understand how the economy works as a whole and how technology also progresses and how they interrelate into different uh, uh, practical instantiations, let's say, into society. Yeah, I, I guess when it comes like specifically to technology, how does technology affect economy and politics? Like, is there anything special about technology specifically and why, since we're at a you know, conference about blockchain, which is a very like technological space, and sometimes I think um, in these technological spaces, sometimes uh, they like to, people in this space kind of tend to ignore the other two. They tend to ignore politics and, and economy and sort of use, sort of like fetishize technology for technology's sake without thinking about its relationship to economy or politics. Yes, this is the sort of uh, techno-determinism. Techno-elitism, yeah. uh, techno-fetishism. Basically, the, my interest in uh, technology is because of the internet, because of the rise of the internet, because of the rise of open source software and the evolution of open source software into blockchain. And uh, I, I somehow hinted in my book about the blockchain and the relation of the blockchain with the commons. And uh, I was planning to dive deeper into blockchain and I had the chance to do it in the last uh, six months. So I read a lot about uh, the blockchain. I'm trying to follow up with uh, the projects and the initiatives and the cryptocurrencies and the cryptosphere and try to um, um, see the different approaches in the commons in general, try to see them, how, how, how they uh, actualize in uh, the cryptosphere, how they, yeah, how they blend into the uh, cryptosphere. Mm. And that's how I saw these three different approaches the liberal, the reformist, the post-capitalist and the anti-capitalist, how they merge into different uh, strains, strains in the cryptosphere, like the crypto-libertarians, the crypto-liberals, the crypto-institutionalists, the neo-institutionalists and uh, the crypto-commoners. Right. So maybe it would be really interesting if we can go one by one, each one, into a little bit of detail to see, like, so that we can make the difference between <clears throat> what these different strains in are. The block, in the blockchain. Yeah, so, like, maybe we can talk about first crypto-libertarianism. What, what is specific to this particular, like, political strain within the crypto space? The champion market fundamentalism, the invisible hand of the market, uh... Uh, the, the idea of uh, the free market, this crypto-libertarianism, there are different strains within uh, crypto-libertarianism. We have uh, right-wing uh, libertarianism, left-wing uh, libertarianism. Would you say there is a left-wing crypto-libertarianism? Uh, there is, yes. Okay. 
Usually there are the people who are embracing market, free markets, and they try to relate them to the state and to institutions, yes, of course. Mm. And new institutionalism also relates to uh, crypto-libertarianism. And th there are crypto-liberals also. Crypto-liberalism uh, puts weight on the state. Mm. Crypto-libertarians want to do away with the state. Crypto-liberals, they say that the state is necessary. You cannot do without the state. Would yeah. these be like um, people who are really interested in, for example, central bank digital currencies or CBDCs? Probably. Yes, they, they, they are really liberals. Yeah, of course. And they are post-Keynesians, neo-Keynesians, who advocate the central role of the state in, uh, in the economy and... Uh, And then we go to uh, crypto commoners who also relate with all the other uh, trends, but they tend more to the commons. They have more uh, new institutionalist elements, evolutionary elements. What do you mean by neo institutionalism? Neo institutionalism is um, basically the Ostrom uh, school. Um, it focuses on, uh, on uh, the structure of institutions. Mm. They don't focus solely on, uh, on, on the free market, on how the markets work, but they also integrate the culture and, and the norms of society into how the economy works. So they basically they say that it's not only the invisible hand of the market and the market fundamentalism and supply and demand and the individualism mm. that uh, define who we are, but also culture and norms, how we live, what we do, why, do, why we do what we do, morals, religion, whatever, culture, they all interrelate into different sorts of institutions. This is neo-institutionalism. So then is it that, would you say that crypto-commoners are anti or pro-state? There are crypto commoners who are anti-state, there are crypto commoners who are pro-state, there are middle uh, levels of uh, abstraction, and they, they are post-Marxist also, they, they, we, they are autonomous uh, Marxist also in, uh, in the sphere. Yeah. Yeah, there are different trends, different approaches, yeah. Um, so, aiming to uh, crypto-liberalism, I don't know if you've read much into Yanis Varoufakis, Um, his talks or like writings about uh, cryptocurrency? Yeah, Yanis Varoufakis is, uh, is a critical yeah, of uh, crypto. He's, he's critical of Bitcoin, what I've noticed for sure, which I understand. I think that removes him from the crypto libertarian strain. But he's, I think what he advocates for, it seems to be, is um, he seems to be pro CBDCs, or at least he's pro um, removing uh, like retail banking from the financial infrastructure as a way to have more control over your monetary system rather than basically having this like half privatized financial system. Again, Svarofakis uh, mixes uh, some elements of uh, liberalism, libertarianism and Marxism and post-Keynesianism. He is pro-blockchain. He is... Uh, For uh, uh, he supports uh, the technology. He recognizes the value of blockchain technology, but he's critical of Bitcoin in uh, in terms of uh, supply and demand. Uh, 
uh, he thinks that uh, Bitcoin is a deflationary that in terms of in times of crisis you need a state to inject the economy with uh, supply. Uh, of course, uh, he doesn't know that there are blockchain solutions to tackle this issue, I think. I guess that he doesn't know it. At least in the book that I read, uh, there is no mention of that. Right. Perhaps now he is more aware of it. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe to be in contact with him and, uh, and share with some of the No, no. <laughs> I have met with uh, Jens von Fikes, yes. Uh, yes, but... Uh, Yeah, no, I don't know him. <laughs> no. So well, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. maybe he can uh, reach out to you as a blockchain. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what he can do and uh, what he cannot do. Yeah, I cannot say that. <laughs> yeah, is there any other like um, like parts of your research that you want that you've like uncovered as part of your research, like in regarding these sort of like political strains that you want to mention? No, not really. I'm, I'm interested in the contradictions of the commons that arise. There are very, various contradictions and technical and social challenges that I see. Yeah. Uh, what kind of contradictions do you... What are, the most what are the most glaring ones, maybe? That uh, some people uh, have uh, are getting paid and some people are not getting paid. This is a basic one. Um, some the, the contradiction between commerciality and non-commerciality. There, there are people who don't want money. There are people who are for money and for markets. There are, uh, yeah, different sorts of, different sorts of, uh, yeah, it, tensions, it tensions if you want. Within like the crypto commoner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. Get, you, you, you heard it uh, here also today, these days, uh, yeah. I think. Yeah. There are people who are pro-access, people who are uh, pro-tokens. <laughs> so there are different approaches. And these are reveal, crystallize the inherent contradictions of uh, of the commons because, yeah, there are also, um, yeah. <laughs> I think um, I mean I'm you know I, I'm I'm sort of Marxist so like sometimes with the uh, with commenting sometimes I get like um, it seems to like it sort of ignores the issue of class a bit for me I don't know if that's um, you think that's that's part of it like if we just sort of call everyone commoners but not really analyze the... This is true that uh, <clears throat> class relations are not clear, clear in uh, or uh, adopted, if you want, uh, in, in the crypto commons uh, sphere. Uh, apart from the autonomous Marxists, the people who are uh, more... Uh, yeah, who... Uh, and post-Marxists. Yeah. They sort of, I think, adopt uh, a more... Uh, Uh, differential view of, uh, of class because the very term of uh, class uh, okay the basic division exists between uh, the directors and executants okay between bosses and workers there is it is a one it is the core contradiction of our economy and society yeah. and of the state but uh, there are uh, The, the concept of the class and the, the term of the class and the, the very existence of classes in the last 20-30 years uh, have multiplied and they occupy different uh, class positions. A worker can be, can be a, an owner of a bar, of a house, can be a rentier, 
can own some shares. Eric Olin, Eric Olin Wright has written about uh, how the, the evolution of, of the class has uh, play, played out in the last uh, century. Like stratification. Exactly. The, the stratification of, uh, of uh, professions, of different professions. In post-Marxist, they call it different subject positions. Uh, someone can be a worker, but can has also other identities. Can be a commoner, can be an entrepreneur, can occupy different uh, subject positions in discourse analysis. Yeah. In the work of Laclau and Mouffe, for example. Yeah. I feel like it's a very like um, very neoliberal type of um, effect. Or like what neoliberalism has sort of created is like. It's done everything that it can so that we don't identify as workers, but we identify with all these other different identities that we can possibly identify so that we don't recognize our position as workers. It has played some role, uh, for sure. Yes, but basically neoliberalism has to do with um, the projection of the market into the state. This is the mm -hmm. basic idea, yeah. concept of neoliberalism. I think uh, this also relates to the new left of the 70s, where we have the politics of identity, yeah. the rights of women, of minorities, and uh, different classes uh, also emerging within the major division. So it doesn't have to do only with the neoliberalism. One thing that I think maybe we should ask, and what I want to ask, I think everybody that I interview just to see, so we can like compare how people answer this question, you know, across, you have so many people from so many different areas. Um, but I was curious to ask you, like, what does the crypto commons mean to you? It is a beacon of hope. I see a beacon of uh, hope and I see well, actually, I see there is a, a movement, there, is, there are things happening, there is action. And as a researcher, I want to investigate it, to do research on that. And I, do, I try to do empirical uh, research, not only theoretical work, because theory has to combine with uh, praxis, with uh, action and with uh, empirical uh, findings. So, yeah, there are, there are things happening. And uh, technology is a major contributor on that. And open source software technology has uh, amplified uh, the whole uh, thing, especially in the last one, two years with the cryptocurrencies, etc. You can see it. Uh, I think it's obvious. And seeing here so many projects around the crypto commons, 25 how many projects. Yeah. But still, uh, okay, it's, a, it's, a, it's an emergent uh, phase, a nascent phase. And it... Uh, we will see where uh, it will uh, go and how it will uh, evolve and develop. Do you have any advice for maybe these projects or these people who are in the crypto common space who want to deal with their contradictions? To connect to each other and to be transparent. Like it's like how we're doing now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. To connect to each other, to share. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, to be open and to connect to each other. And, uh, and we need also institutions. We need the, the state also.
to help with uh, legislation, with funding. We need a, a chain of equivalence, of, we need a, a holistic coordination mechanism between uh, different projects. To unite into a movement, into a whole, a whole movement, because only by... Not only, but it's helpful if you have a, a unity combining with uh, going along with uh, pluralism. A unity of pluralism to, to change, uh, to, pro, to create a paradigm. Are you still hopeful even with contradictions, with these contradictions and I think, I, I've noticed throughout the conference there are quite some differences, like we can talk, I think we have, this is a group of, if, if we consider like people at this conference are best part of the crypto commons movement, not everyone agrees with everything um, and some, some disagreements are bigger than others, but there's at least an agreement that things are pretty fucked. <laughs> And that uh, we need something, we need to change something um, quite radically and quite big. Um, yeah, things are pretty fucked in the last, uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, They've been fucked for a while. But yeah. yeah uh, but uh, I see that there is a culture of uh, communication for sure and uh, of uh, exchange of ideas. And uh, yeah, this is the positive uh, message I, I get. Mm -hmm. I think that, uh, yeah, there are differences, uh, but there is, there is discussion on the differences and there is communication on, uh, on the differences. That makes you hopeful, I guess. That makes me hopeful, yes. I see that there is a culture of, uh, of trying to, to deal with the difference, to tackle the difference, to integrate the difference, to tolerate the difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because this is, you cannot, difference is the, the source of, uh, of uh, living and meaning and uh, nature and, uh, yeah, and society. Yeah, uh, no, I, I can agree. It's been pretty, um, there have been some debates and like heated discussion, but not like, yeah, outright uh, no. rejection of someone else or like, you know, terrible fights or anything. No, no, yeah, no, no, nothing like that. It's, uh, yeah, pretty civil. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> um, and maybe to, to, to end it off, um, this has been really great and it's been so great to meet you in person and <laughs> thank you for being my first guinea pig <laughs> for a live podcast. <laughs> thank you also. Thank you very much. Yeah, uh, maybe to stand it, you can share with people if you have anything um, uh, that where people can follow you and keep up with your work that you want to share. Well, I'm writing uh, my second book right now on the contradictions of cyber fiscal uh, commons, mm -hmm. mostly examine the, the, the case of the common stack, the common stack case, yeah. I focus uh, there, and I have, uh, all my papers are open, they can find, every, everybody can find whatever he or she wants on Google, I have all my papers uh, uploaded on, on uh, the internet and they can find uh, whatever they want there. Cool. Well, thanks a lot for having this. Thanks a lot too.